Hey, it's the Weather Channel podcast. I'm Ari Sarsalari, a meteorologist here at the Weather Channel. Today we're going to bring in John Erdman. He's a senior meteorologist here at the Weather Channel. And Jan Child, she's a writer and reporter. And I want to talk about this severe weather outbreak possibility that we have coming up into the weekend, especially Sunday in parts of the Deep South, the Southeast, parts of Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, Georgia, and basically just a lot of the Gulf Coast down there. And you know, how that kind of relates to the coronavirus. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but sometimes, you know, shelters get opened after severe weather and we could have enough severe weather this weekend that we need shelters to be open. And gosh, how's that going to work with coronavirus? Well, Jan knows that stuff pretty well. Uh, But hey, guys, how are you guys both doing? Great, Ari. Thanks for having me. Ari, it's great to be with you. Okay. Jan's in Florida and John is in Wisconsin and I am in Atlanta. Um, John, let's start off by talking about the severe weather that we have coming up for the weekend, because you know this is something I know meteorologists have been eyeing a lot over the last couple of days. And I think today was a little bit of a turning point once the Storm Prediction Center kind of put out those uh, day four and day five outlooks where it's kind of like, okay, this might end up being something serious. We had a hunch over the last couple of days, and there's still a lot of uncertainty, but why don't you give us your latest thoughts on what's going to happen this weekend? Well, Ari, this is a bit out of the April textbook, and uh, so we're expecting some severe thunderstorms to flare up Saturday and into Easter Sunday uh, across a good part of the South, from parts of Texas and Oklahoma uh, to parts of Georgia, North Florida, maybe the Carolinas. And unfortunately, we're worried about a severe weather outbreak uh, because all the ingredients are coming together, the warm and humid air from the Gulf of Mexico and the strong jet stream riding over the top of that. So this may be a case where we see a lot of severe thunderstorms and unfortunately a pretty significant threat of tornadoes. Okay. So when you talk about outbreak, uh, is there an actual technical definition for a severe weather outbreak? And maybe we can talk about that. Compare it to a tornado outbreak versus a severe weather outbreak versus what do we think is going to happen this weekend? Is it too early to say outbreak? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so meteorologists tend to use the word outbreak when if you look at a a map of severe weather reports after the event is over, so reports of tornadoes, large hail, and damaging winds, it just looks like a rash all over the map. That looks like an outbreak. So when you have hundreds of severe weather reports, uh, and if it's a tornado outbreak, you have dozens and dozens of tornadoes. That's typically what meteorologists call an outbreak. And unfortunately, when you get the mix of ingredients that potentially may be in play here, Uh, It certainly lends itself to the potential of hundreds of severe weather reports damaging straight line winds and uh, at least potentially several dozen tornadoes. And some of those tornadoes could be strong. So that's why we're concerned about an outbreak in this case. Okay, what areas are we talking about? Who's going to be the most under the gun? And what do you think is the biggest time frame where the storms could be the worst? Yeah, well, it looks like it's going to be uh, Saturday and into Sunday. So if we kind of step back and look at Saturday first, uh, it could start in parts of Texas maybe southern Oklahoma and Louisiana during the day. And then Saturday night, it could spread into parts of the lower Mississippi Valley, so parts of Louisiana and Mississippi and uh, areas around there. There's still some uncertainty as to the exact timing of this, but uh, Easter Sunday could be pretty dangerous, unfortunately, for parts of the Deep South, so parts of Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, North Florida, uh, maybe as far north as Tennessee, Uh, on Easter Sunday. And then on Easter Sunday night, as the cold front starts to accelerate, uh, we could have some severe thunderstorms spreading into, say, Georgia and South Carolina and North Carolina uh, during the night. So, yeah, this is uh, 
this is going to be kind of a long-lived severe event starting as soon as Saturday afternoon, continuing potentially all the way through Sunday night. Okay, so Jan, you've been covering the coronavirus story really closely over the last many weeks, obviously. And, you know, let's just say, let, let's just assume that we get some pretty bad severe weather this weekend. And, you know, just for the sake of this conversation, let's say that, you know, we have some tornadoes on Sunday and they cause some people to be, you know, out of their homes for a while. Now, normally in that situation, what you'll see is a lot of shelters end up uh, getting set up and people go to shelters and things like that. But this is another one of those things that it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't even thought of this. Like what happens if we get a bunch of tornadoes and then people have to go to shelters? Are you going to be allowed to go in shelters? Does that go against the social distancing? Like what is the latest with the coronavirus and how that would relate? Right. So, um, you know, John was talking about how this is kind of a, a, a right out of the textbook for April. Well, you know, this year the textbook is getting a new chapter, um, you know, coronavirus. And um, so it's complicated matters in a lot of areas already. You know, the the tornadoes that happened last month in Tennessee, they they had some issues there where there was a, a one town that, that said nobody who's sick is welcome in our shelters. The response afterwards was also affected because they had to limit the number of people that could come out in volunteer groups. So a lot of communities are wrestling with this right now and individuals are wrestling with it as well. I mean, you think to yourself, all I've been told is to go away and stay away from people. And now all of a sudden, they're going to tell me to go to a shelter where there potentially could be dozens or hundreds of other people. Right. And it's not only after the storms when they set up the shelters, but I mean, some of these places where you've got a lot of uh, mobile homes and things like that, you know, there are some people that will actually go to like a different location or shelters and things like that during the day before the storms actually happen, you know? Right. So it's up to cities and counties individually to decide if they want to open those shelters or not as the event is going, typically in most places. And so um, a lot of municipalities are grappling with this. So in Alabama, for example, the National Weather Service and the Department of Health have issued a statement telling people to go to shelters. You know, their take on it is if a tornado is bearing down on you, that is a uh, you know greater risk than your chances of contracting COVID-19 in a shelter. Um, they're telling people that you have to look at the risk that is right in front of you at the moment, and that is um, going to potentially affect your life right, right at that second and react to that. Now, as always, the mantra that's always um, out there is be prepared and have a plan. So at the same time, while they're telling people um, to go to their shelters when told to, they're also saying you might want to consider other options because, again, it's up to the local governments to open the shelters and there's no guarantee. Some of them may decide not to or some of them may, as we already saw, decide not to let in people who are ill or they may take people's temperatures when they're going in. So they're really telling people to pay even closer attention to your all of your local news sources and to make sure that you know, first, if your shelter is even open, And second, if you go to have your emergency packet and add it to it this time, you know, your wipes, your hand sanitizer, if you're lucky enough to still have those on hand. Um, And to also possibly consider other options that might be available to you. You know, if you can go to a friend's or a family house and um, maintain your social distancing, that might also be a better option uh, in this time. This has been kind of an interesting thing to watch because there's been a lot of this whole kind of risk reward type of thing when we're talking about coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And obviously in this situation, we're talking about it with, you know, tornado shelters. But I mean, you know, the the issue itself is just so expansive. I mean, you get these people that are just like, oh my God, no, we have to shut everything down. Why Why are people being so stupid? But it's like, 
man, the economy is kind of important too, you know, and you get a lot of this back and forth, this risk reward thing. And now we're actually seeing it as it relates to the weather. You have any thoughts on this, John? I mean, if you were living in Mississippi or Alabama or Tennessee or some of those spots that could get hit pretty hard on Sunday, let's say it's Saturday and it looks like there's a really solid risk for some tornadoes. What would you be doing with your family? Well, uh, we talk about being prepared, not scared. It's a it's a cliche, but you know, just a little bit of preparation ahead of time can make things a lot smoother when you're actually have severe weather bearing down on you. So, really, the first thing you do is just know where to go uh, before severe weather strikes. So, um, you know, once you get the warning, uh, where do you go? And in general, in in most in most homes, the best option is get into the basement in an interior room. If you don't have a basement, just find some room on the interior part of your house or say your apartment or condo that's away from exterior walls, away from windows and doors. Uh, you know, bring it if you have a if you happen to have a bicycle helmet or anything like that, that can always that's always handy to put on. You know, that can help uh, protect in case flying debris, protect your head. So, you know, first first off is just to know where to go. And if you live in a mobile home, obviously that's, uh, you know, that, that's a bit more complicated, as, as you all mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, it doesn't, take, it doesn't take nearly as strong a wind to destroy or even roll a mobile home. So um, you want to know what those options are ahead of time. Okay, I want to pick Jan's brain just a little bit. And John, what John was talking about was when the actual tornado warning is put out, right? These these are the places you want to be, lowest level of your house, closest to the center. Um, before before you go, Jan, I want to pick your brain a little bit about just the overall vibe with the coronavirus thing right now. Because, you know, obviously, I'm at least some level of scientist. I like to look at graphs, and I feel like I can read them pretty well. I've, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had, I've, I was actually looking at one like a week ago and my friend was making fun of me because I didn't realize it was a logarithmic graph. So it's just been kind of interesting to dig back into all that stuff that I learned back in high school. But I kind of feel like I I know that a lot of people have been talking about how this is going to be the worst week and all that kind of stuff. Do you get the vibe, though, that we're starting to get on the downturn, like it's starting to become less exponential and a little bit we're starting that whole flattened thing? Well, I mean, I think that's certainly what a lot of people would hope is happening. Um, You know, when you look at numbers, it's really hard to say, honestly, and this is also what uh, what so many of the officials are grappling with because of the lack of testing and the other issues that have come up, it's really honestly hard to know. A lot of models are saying, um, you know, that we are reaching the peak now, but at the same time, yesterday was the the worst day in terms of the numbers for the U.S. so far. Um, so I think we just have to kind of watch and see what happens. And some of the um, emergency management directors that I've been talking to recently have pointed out, you know, that they hope as we get um, further into severe weather season, that um, some of these things have been resolved in terms of more testing being available and things like that. And that will hopefully help to flatten that curve even more and, and make this perhaps a non-issue as we get further along in the season. All right, guys. Good stuff. Thanks a lot for taking a few minutes out of your busy day to talk to me. We could get a quick little podcast out on this, and I think this will help people out. Let me just review real quick the areas that we're talking about for the severe weather. Coming up on Sunday, it's basically the Gulf Coast, uh, including the Florida Panhandle, over through coastal parts of uh, Mississippi and Alabama, all of Louisiana. And then you follow that whole area up toward the north a little bit, including places like Jackson, Greenville, Mississippi, Birmingham, possibly even Huntsville, Atlanta. Um, so we got a lot of people that live down there. And if y'all live down there, you get plenty of severe weather. So 
you know, uh, John talked about be prepared, not scared. There are a lot of people in these areas that know weather very well and prepare very well. But it's just an early heads up. Sunday, we could have some nasty stuff coming through. Uh, it's still a little bit too early to know exactly how bad it's going to be, but it, it, it appears, you know, a little bit on the likely side that we're going to have some kind of severe weather outbreak. John Erdman and Jan Childs, thank you guys a lot. We'll do this again soon, and we'll see you back here next time. Thanks, Ari. Thanks, Ari.